welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I have been thinking a lot about uh, certain mechanics in games that are otherwise like really great games, sometimes even perfect, but that one mechanic, and it's not just a part with a mechanic, it's a mechanic that exists through the entire game that kind of ruins the experience for me personally, and I've just been thinking about that a lot, and I was thinking Breath of the Wild is one of the coolest and most interesting games to explore in, and you know, the world is amazing, the the climb on anything is amazing, but there's a mechanic in there that just ruins the whole experience for me that I will be really upset if they have in um, Tears of the Kingdom, and that is weapon durability. You're always having to be concerned with how many hits can the sword take before it just breaks, stuff like that. While you're exploring, you're having to worry about that. Do I have enough backup swords or, 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 or axes or whatever the... Um, weapon of choices at that at, at that point and you're always like um am I gonna be able to get something that's gonna be able to take on these enemies and that's just like it bothers me when you're doing that you're exploring you're having fun and you're like oh my last sword just broke you see I I read the question so I mean there are we have a topic list <laughs> it is yeah I I read the question and I, I I don't know. I feel like if you tell me on the from the top of my head, I will not like remember anything. It's only when I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, I stop. I didn't like this mechanic and that. So I, I guess at the I'm trying to really think something that uh I guess uh what is Fortnite building a mechanic? Is that really something that's just like you well, know? Yeah, there's a no right? build mode, I guess. But like in the main game that is considered to be a mechanic that I guess can drag down the experience for you it, if, say, somebody's does. doing mouse and keyboard and just doing all kinds of you, Tony you've Hawk seen, tricks. You've seen people I, I do have very much seen people wild do I don't play Fortnite, the- but I have seen people do the things that they do with the I've, building. I've always dislike. I didn't dislike the building mechanic. I dislike that people exploited it to they can build an entire fortress. You know what I mean? That's what I didn't like. Yeah. I don't mind the building. I mind, I mind that there's so many resources that people they can use or that it's obviously very quick and they can build. I guess that's like from the top of my head I can only think of right now. I'm telling you, we don't have the time for this, but if we had the time, I would go through every single game I've played and just been like, okay, I remember this. It's, it's only when I visually see it, I can remember everything. Like, it comes back to me. I did have one in mind that, like, I think bothers both of us, but I kind of got over it. Uh-huh. But I think it really bothered you from start to finish. And that is, uh, it, you know, it's an impressive kart racer game, Crash Team Racing. But the, mm. the whole entire game revolves around the boost mechanic oh, where you're having to kind of like play this in a very untraditional way. Now, I got used to it on the sheer fact that I liked that game and the tracks, the characters, and the colors. 
But it still bugs me that I have to actually get myself into the mode where I'm having to, like, do these weird boosting tricks with my controller just to keep up with the AI. Um, I do remember that you weren't a big fan of that. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of it, but, like, combined with the fact that we were playing that one over SharePlay, too, it's like, I don't think you got along well with that. And that's one of those mechanics that's, like, it's necessary to, like, do this mechanic to actually win the game crash team racing <laughs> yeah it's it's a, where that's where mario kart gets its like biggest like how, how should it, it gets its that that's its biggest appeal that it's very easy there are yes drifting and boosting mechanics that can you know enhance your experience but you don't need to learn it where yeah i do remember that but they're easier I didn't to like, perform in mario kart yeah it's it's it seems like crash it needed it's not it's not a uh a, a optional thing to do it's if you want to be like excellent in these racings and like get everything i guess all the points or time trials or even just be in the top two you have to do the whole like boosting and all this just it was a whole mechanic i just said no i i think a lot of kart racers try to do something like that and it just doesn't work yeah it seemed like it took this idea of being playstation one hard for no reason and didn't you know put it in the modern day version with this like easier play style or accessibility mm-hmm. options stuff like that that just like you'd have to get back into that you know late 90s mindset to even play the modern day crash racing and and like enjoy it or or win because i found if you didn't use those mechanics even on the lower difficulties you weren't getting anywhere near first place and i don't I, I think that is to the game's detriment because it's otherwise a very bright, colorful, and creative, you know, kart racer. Yeah. But they just had to splice some of that archaic difficulty. And the boosting mechanic isn't your usual Mario, like, hold a button and wiggle the control stick. It's like you were tapping buttons, you were timing things. It was like, like I said, I got used to it. Doesn't mean I liked it. But for... For Breath of the Wild, it's like I never got used to the weapon durability. I I'm hated it from you, start to finish. It, this topic can just go on forever. There's so many mechanics in a lot of games that. Oh, there was. Oh, speaking about a mechanic. Go for nah, it. No, it's, it's, it's going to take forever. It's just well, like what, I what's I had the mechanic? Some... <laughs> See, I feel like I had something. Now I can't remember. Oh. I don't remember. Well, we can always bring this segment back. Sometimes I, I like this, to catch us off guard with the this intro. This question can be an entire episode. I'm telling I'm letting you know I can look through like hold on. It's like I can literally look through everything and there's something that yeah, I, I remember that mechanic. But I want to know has there I, I guess this question has there been a mechanic to end this on where you just stopped playing the game entirely. You said nope. You said this game would be playable if it just didn't have this so and so. Well, like, can okay, you think sometimes of it has to do with stealth, that it's just not okay. up to par with the games that are, you know, stealth, Metal Gear Solid Five. Even though I'm not good at the stealth in that, I still appreciated that it was masterfully done. But then you have something like The Order 1886, which mm-hmm. is by all means a six-hour game. But I stopped like four hours in because the stealth was so poorly implemented, in my opinion, where the character is just auto-gluing to walls and you're just like, give me some control here. Mm-hmm. Like I need to, like I want to tackle the situation with stealth because you have to. But like when the game is like auto gluing your character to the walls and the controls aren't that great, it's like come on, I had to stop. Um, there's there's a few other things. There's mechanics that stop me from replaying games. 
Um, uh-huh. Devil May Cry 5 is a tough one for me to go back to, obviously, because of, you know, having to get into three different mindsets because the characters are so vastly different. Not to mention they're all, like, playing as some of the characters. Like, like Dante requires a lot of mastery over switching styles and weapons and, and guns on the fly to where it's just, like, some games just have these mechanics where I'm just like, I don't want to replay them. Like, I'll finish them once, or sometimes they have a mechanic that I can't get along well with, so I bump the difficulty down and just rush it. Bayonetta 3, uh, as an example, had a few things where I'm just like, let me just play on easy, like mm-hmm. we talked about last week. So, yeah, what about you? I'm, you had I'm to have one in mind to ask the question, I right? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I, was I mean, for me, I, I have to really think about it, to really, to, to really remember something yeah. that that's just like yeah never mind i guess a uh, monster hunter world oh yeah remember... so monster hunter takes a lot of prep that other hunter yeah. games like um, god eater don't take yeah I, I i think there was so much prep and there's so much time to fight them it's just like that mechanic of like and that's a core mechanic prepping yeah. yeah i i no i think i quite literally purchased the copy in less than a month i tr- i'm pretty sure i sold it to somebody i'm pretty sure that's how it went well i think world was the last time because rise obviously doesn't take as much prep and feels more god eater in nature but i totally understand like looking at world or even some of the old monster hunters like you know try for uh generations um there's a lot of prep and like, oh, did you remember to bring the, the, the fire item to keep you warm when it's cold or the cold item to keep you cool when it's hot that um, Rise kind of got rid of some of that kind of streamlined it. Still not quite as breezy and fast as God Eater 1 and 2, which are games that the two of us have played. But a step in the right direction, I think, for, you know, keeping things accessible and not, you know, gatekeeping a franchise. I mean, is this the first time we actually talk about a video game in a video game podcast and not talk about food or something unless it's off topic <laughs> i i don't remember there's another time I mean, that we've done this we have but in in this in since episode 100 at least this is the first time we started with a video game topic because like these things get in my head and i'm like man this would be such a <laughs> an but it's a thing. full i'm letting you know the more we're going to talk about this it's a full episode we're going to look at the time and be like well that was 40 minutes yeah well, i say it could i say it could be a recurring segment like oh this this mechanic really grinds my gears in this game <laughs> um all right but i think <laughs> Yeah. I think that should be good enough. I think we we tackled yeah. that. I'm telling you, that's this is a whole episode on its own. Yeah. Sometimes I ask these questions on the intro that really do need more thought, but it's just like, man, let's get the question out there. Maybe if you're listening to this, you think of a game. Uh, like, really think and about like, it. Tweet us on Twitter yeah. or something. <laughs> like, oh, I really hated this mechanic. But I digress. This is a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we are going to get straight into two of the holiday AAA games today. Um, my name is Daniel, and as usual, I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert, to whom I asked the question, how have you been? Ah, uh, a bit tired. Uh, it's the winter season. I'm always usually kind of like tired, but in a very, in a, I'm just very relaxed and just sort of just trying to just chilling in the moment. What about you? How are you feeling? Uh, busy and cold would be two words I think that would describe how I've been feeling. But really getting into these these two new games we're going to be talking about. Um, looking forward to Pokemon and you know whatever 
little things come out in the holiday season. I'm I'm usually into the Black Friday stuff, but mm-hmm. I I really am just impressed with the stuff I've been playing that I don't need to go. And plus, PS Plus is like a godsend for trying new things out. So. Uh, it's I, PS Plus. Well, that's not that's another topic, but I think I'm fifty fifty on it. I think it's a lot to expect within the first couple months, but at the same time, they kind of hyped it up to have a lot more with the classics with a lot more well yeah i'm waiting Hopefully. for a few of the classics that they kind of like said were gonna be on there yeah i i that, hope that aren't quite there yet yeah i hope that within the next year they at least fulfill some of those promises we expected time will tell with ps plus as of right now i do think it's a it's a great value for what you're getting i recently like i said uh played arkham origins over straight up streaming and it was like pretty good very very small input lag and and the game ran very well but we're not here to talk about arkham origins today we're actually going to start with sonic frontiers um so both of us have played this at this point neither of us have beaten it um how far have you gotten in the game i think i've gone as far as so it crashed that's as far i haven't played it i was gonna (laughs) play it tomorrow um okay I guess we can discuss obviously that very beginning. I kind of guess play yeah. the tutorial, getting my initial take on it. I guess I can throw in my initial take. You can yeah. Why don't you start? That. Because I feel like it's a it's a it's a change in, in expectations to have me start with Sonic. So how about yeah. you start with? It's, uh, Sonic, I guess, is a a franchise. I I somewhat know. I'm not really that deep in the Sonic franchise. I've only yeah. really played like Unleashed. So I guess from experience, I've played mania then i think the first one i've ever played with no all right this is gonna be hilarious i think the first one i've ever played was sonic r and that's not even like a joke that was like the first sonic i ever played hey at least it's got a good soundtrack with sonic r (laughs) and then i think it was one of the 3d like 2ds sonics i forgot which one Mm it's called uh that's like pretty much it just like unleash and first one i ever played was sonic advance Mm, i never played those and so from from what we got from how you were very disappointed from colors and i haven't touched sonic since mania this one well we played sonic 3 and knuckles remember oh we did we, i played the the oh we know we, we took turns i remember we took turns off levels. oh yeah yeah we what we were that. doing a knuckles a knuckles run we did okay that's what i did so i guess okay three is the last one from the collection sure. set this one is was sort of hyped up as what open world uh you know weird kind of matrix like villains like techno villains and just like i don't know how they're like they're like like triangle villains i don't, I don't know how you really would like put them they're kind of like nondescript like yeah mechanical aliens mechs basically Basically, I guess nanotechnology aliens, I guess, is the best yeah, way to put it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It start, Honestly, when it started off, I thought it started off very weird. Obviously, you can't get into spoilers. I won't get into spoilers, but I think the intro is very not spoiler at all. It's the intro yeah, of the yeah. game. Um, it starts off so random. It's just Eggman in a new area. It's we don't, I don't know what this island's even called or what this place is even called. It's just starts I'm forgetting off super the name weird. of the place themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think it says it from the beginning. I don't remember. Like, I know the first it, island is called Kronos Island. Yeah. And it's just Eggman doing his like Eggman thing up to something no good, starting trouble in the neighborhood and he he just does I don't know what he does. He he adds like a, a, a Eggman like 
tracker or, or something to like enter this like weird dimension and then he gets like dragged into it like he just doesn't like it's forced into it but he just kind of walks forced into it where he's trying to grab his his Eggman tracker thing and then he just kind of just walks in and then yeah. it starts off with just Sonic aiming tails on on Tails' plane and then they're they're flying and Sonic for some reason Sonic has a deep voice in this one they told yeah uh, <laughs> they said Roger Craig Smith can we do Sonic but older yeah, I think I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like Roger Craig Smith is like trying something different, or maybe his. I mean, his voice actors' voices do change maybe throughout time. Maybe something like I don't know. If it was his off day. I don't know. It's definitely they, the direction I think they probably told him to go in. They said let's I think do a more is. mature Sonic. Yeah, I, I I can see that. But they they get into the the matrix. I'll just call it like the Matrix. Honestly, I don't yeah, know. They're in some like different that. dimension. Yeah, they're they're like in the Matrix, but. Sonic, obviously him being Sonic, he's different. He can enter and then enter the Matrix and then leave the Matrix at his own will. He's powerful enough to do that. So then this voice of like a machine tells him like, "Oh yeah, like you're you're different. You're the, and you, you know you can go in and out." And then you does it start off with yeah? It starts off with the like a, a very easy, it does the like, cyberspace level, level at the yeah. start of Green Hill. It Zone. starts off like that. It's Green Hill Zone. You just go in, which. I guess coming from I guess the only 3D Sonic I'm familiar with is Unleash. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the boost and how it's Sonic is very slow and you have to click the boost in order to go. When in Unleash, Sonic is always in a fast-paced motion. He's never in a slow-paced motion. He's always forward and he can just go extra faster. It's not cuz in this one it seems to be steady run to, you know, to running where Unleash was running to an extreme extreme faster run and that's what kind of threw me off initially if you if you saw me how I played like it kind of threw me off I was yeah. like okay I have to hit this boost and I was kind of not going as fast paced as the game would expect a veteran to play if you if you get it. about the cyberspace stages um what I've noticed and other people have noticed and it, it might be a bit jarring um, I personally don't have a problem with the cyberspace stages. I find them to be very palatable at like their you know usual one and a half to two minute length. But the controls of Sonic in those levels, be they a 3D one or a 2D one, are actually different from the open world controls, which very much feel like an evolution of, say, Generations and Unleashed kind of combined into one thing. The cyberspace levels themselves feel like a more refined um, Sonic Forces and instead of Sonic Forces having, like, the levels ending very quickly when the idea begins, these smaller cyberspace levels do contain a full idea, kind of like something like Donkey Kong Country, where there is a central mechanic to that level that goes throughout it. Um, whereas back in Forces, even though these levels kind of played like that, you always felt like Forces levels ended right when the the idea was starting to kind of take shape. So mm-hmm. I do appreciate him for that, but it, like the control issue in cyberspace stages is definitely like a thing because it does play very differently. Um, it does. You lose the you lose the direction versus like this always forward uh, movement thing where you're not being able to like curve Sonic like you are in the open world. Yeah, it's definitely that's where like I, I, I obviously it's just initial first impressions. Everything I can be here next week and it'll be a different story, but initially yeah the, the controls it threw me off and then you, you get through the level it's simple there's time the, the, I, 
The music is incredible in these stages, I, by the way. I guess, yeah, music is good, but it's just like, there's already a time trial, like, oh, you gotta beat this in order to get an A rating, where I don't remember if any of the previous songs had very strict time, like, yeah, you gotta be in this time. Well, they did for ranking, but it never gave you, like, a key. Yeah. But it's cool, because each level, each cyberspace level has four keys that you can get and you're never going to need all of them to like progress the main story Mm -hmm. so if you can't say beat one two which is like the hardest level to to get an s rank on you really don't need to worry about that key if you like even for the plat i don't think you need all the keys for for s ranks i could be wrong on that but i don't think i am and i guess i only i'm only gonna go for uh, an initial just get as fast as the levels i can i'm not really gonna go for collectibles i don't see that like in the future Maybe I don't know, but for now, it's just I just try to get. As I think it's dependent on enjoyment and the the natural progression of things. Yeah, the way I would put the mission after that, you get the whole. Oh yeah, you can enter and re-enter and leave and at your own will. Then you get to the open tutorial. It's not really open world yet. You have to get through an entire tutorial. Yeah. The open world is not is not too bad. It's a uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, I don't know if I dig the whole unlocking the map. You know, it's empty until you. Yes, get to it's it's Sonic's version that. of Ubisoft's towers. I don't I don't like that. I think a open world game should have an open world map, and then obviously it should just be a, a way of when you explore the world, things like little icons will appear on the map once you've explored that area, or if you're kind of close or near it, it'll it'll show you sort of interesting details once you've go around the world you don't like i don't like the whole premise of having to unlock it pixel by pixel or I, I, you know whoever sonic does it it's literally pixel by pixel but the tutorial it, it gets pretty you know pretty simple it doesn't have uh like terrible tutorials i will say the the weird uh void tutorials are kind of out of nowhere and they kind of do stop the flow of the game where a good tutorial obviously should just explain how to do something while playing the yes. game and it doesn't take you away from the gameplay. It doesn't take Sonic from this open world to a white room and then it'll tell you how to do it. It should just show you within the open world how to do it. Well, what I was thinking while I was doing the tutorial um, when I had started playing it, it was that um, there's a lot of stop and look at this text when they could have had a, a small window in the top corner that's showing you the button prompts and how the move mm-hmm. is supposed to look like some games do. I think No More Heroes 3 um, did that in a similar way. Um, and, and for something like Sonic, you don't need... Like, th- like I know you personally hate when the tutorials stop the game and show you text on the screen instead of yeah. you know giving you a prompt on the screen. I, I also don't like that. Um, I, I'm a little tolerant of it because it's in so many games. But for this game in particular, I think the tutorial could have been handled a little more masterfully than it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if the tutorial showed me how to parry. We'll talk about the parry mechanic. Yeah. Uh, you told oh, me about see, this. See, I had a whole list of things I wanted to talk about, but it can all be boiled down to, man, <laughs> how did I learn a new trick after watching you play for literally five <laughs> minutes? Oh, we're gonna, all right, we'll talk about it. So I guess from your initial playthrough, from what we discussed you knew there was a parry mechanic. Yeah. You knew, oh, there is parry. Uh, I will say this parry mechanic is pretty good. If you, I think this is a good entry for people it's trying forgiving. to learn what a parry. You yeah. don't need to like time it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. We'll teach you how to parry. Obviously, there's other games that are like it's time 
Like you need to. It's time not it Sekiro, perfect. basically. Yeah, I think it's a good one to start off with to learning how to parry and what a, what does a parry do and the benefits for it. But I remember your initial take was like what way into like the first third boss or something like you were yeah, already the like, bosses it's like it. mandatory to parry but there was mm-hmm. no like prompt there we're, we won't get into bosses today because i actually don't want to spoil it for you or uh-huh. the listeners but like it, it didn't necessarily tell me to parry certain boss attacks when that's literally the boss mechanic is parrying uh-huh. <laughs> i will say uh with the parry i figured out something that i'm surprised you didn't try uh i jumped then hold the parry and sonic does this weird thing where I'm pretty sure it's on purpose. I do not think they left this. See, I absolutely... <laughs> I <laughs> Sonic will mid-air hold the parry, and he'll just stand there for hours. Like, you can hold a parry for hours, and he won't move. He won't fall until either you let go of the parry itself, or if obviously something hits it, and then it activates the parry mechanic. I, I absolutely think that was overlooked. If it wasn't, then bravo, that is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I don't think it because I'm, I'm letting you know I, I can see them having air enemies and like okay this pair mechanic wouldn't be fair if air enemies don't come down to the ground level and then sort of like that's what that's what my idea of this parry going mid-air stop is like at some point there they, there will be some airborne enemies and that you're able to parry within the air by holding the parry mechanic and just waiting for them to it's funny it's goofy obviously it's very it's very hilarious but i don't know i thought it was hilarious i thought i found like a sonic boom like bug because i thought you can continuously jump by like jump parry jump parry but no the double it's only the double jump that allows you to do that you can't really do it uh well then where you're at there is an enemy that you will you know, in about 10 minutes of playing, get an attack to make it very trivial. But before you do that, it's an enemy that's covered in, like, balloons, and you have to keep doing the homing attack to pop the balloons. But it Mm -hmm. will occasionally stop to attack you. What you should try to do is attack this thing, and then do the mid-air parry, and see if it works. (laughs) I mean, And see if you can continue jumping on him after without touching the ground, I think would be a good test of, like, what works and what doesn't with this this mid-air parry. That just freezes him suspended in no animation. I think the parry needs to be learned very early on because I'm letting you know if for some reason if you're having difficult if you're having like a hard time with the enemies, the parry is the best thing you can do because I know it's it seems broken. No <laughs> yeah. These enemies don't there's a slowdown time where they're they're all like oh like we're not gonna attack and so then you can go in and like take waves amount of enemies with no problem. Mm-hmm. So parry's definitely I would recommend learning. Um Open, like I said, I kind of didn't like the whole, like, oh, going to this, unlocking the uh, whole map. Running around the open world, it's okay. Uh, don't like the physics of Sonic just running up on a, on a mountain. Um, I, Death Strand- I I guess I made a Death Stranding way because... That was another thing I was very surprised. Because, like, <laughs> remember, I, di- I didn't learn about the getting 400... Like, maxing out your rings will give Sonic a speed boost. I didn't learn that until I was in the second um, island. Because I've, okay. I've gotten as far as beating the second island. I've not gone any further, so, like, you'll you'll have this finished before me. Um, but I have gotten as far as, you know, finishing the second island. But mm-hmm. I didn't learn about the boost until way, way later on. Um, speaking of that, Psyloop is a great way to boost your rings up to full automatically, because all you gotta do is keep drawing small circles on the ground, and it's infinite rings. Literally, infinite rings will magnetize to Sonic. You can get mm-hmm. top speed from from the rip so from from that point obviously i had 400 
coins or rings. I was just running over mountains. I was getting to parts where I didn't even. I don't think obviously they planned this. Like, oh uh, yeah, you're not supposed to get up here that way. But I did. I, I de- yeah. like I said, I death stranding my way. I up think there. you hit a part that you don't get to until you like either get through like the next big cutscene or mm-hmm. like go to after the next big. Yeah, cutscene. Uh, there's some there's stuff like that. Uh, Speed runs couple, will be incredible. We'll see. I, uh, there's I, I can probably see a couple glitches that will be like okay i don't know you can do that um very weird that when this game was being shown early on they didn't want to show people i think it, yeah it looks i don't fine. get it i think it looks great i don't know what it is if they visually didn't want people to see it in the sense of like they didn't want to see how the the game looked like just like keep it a secret or they just didn't want to see us i don't know it was weird but it, it's fine there's nothing wrong with visually there's uh now there is a lot of popping but for some reason it doesn't bother me because in my head canon, the way that like the mechanics of this game work is like these things are being built in front of you. That's it's definitely popping. That's not the purpose of the game. But in my head canon, I'm like, oh, these things are being built in front of Sonic, even though there's like some like maybe the worst pop in in a while. I'll I'll try to wrap it up because I'm trying to really think because I didn't get that far into it. Oh, I but still got some things one, to say yeah. too. Well, I'll wrap my section right here with it's when I say open world, it is open world, but don't get confused with it being like other open world games. Like yes. I always say, like modern ones like GTA Five, where it is like now open world, you can go wherever you want. This one, it is open world, but you still have to beat the mission to get and progress throughout the map. It, it's sort it's sort of like you can't really go anywhere that much. It's not that open world. It's semi I would say it's a semi You'd say it's world. light exploration. Yeah. It's a it's a light explorer like open world area. But you still have to beat this tutorial and this mission. You gotta get this at least do this well in this area to unlock the next. You can't just go wherever you feel. It is unlocking sections of the map. But I guess the one thing I I, I will say what ended it, I didn't end this gameplay by choice. I was forced to, to finish my initial go at this game because uh, Sonic just broke. Uh, he literally just... what He wasn't, like, underground. He wasn't stuck on anything. It was just an open field, and Sonic wouldn't move. I don't know what I did. I don't know if it was my controls, and I just did something janky, and it, it just did something, and Sonic couldn't comprehend what I was trying to do. I don't know, but at some point, he just stood there and wouldn't move. So I said, I guess this is just the end of my initial tutorial take. Uh, I'll <laughs> end it there. Sonic broke the game with the midair parry. Like, he broke me with the midair parry because <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that will be my initial first take. Obviously, uh, yeah. first takes are always not the final take. I can, I'll can, I'll come back and see how I feel about Oh, yeah, when we talk on. about God of War, it's going to be the same way with, with my first take. But um, just kind of piggybacking off of this idea that it's not you know they call it open zone and i think that's Uh maybe more or less a buzzword um but it also makes sense in the fact that like you are progressing through these um levels in in a way that kind of gets you from point a to point b what Mm -hmm. i like about that is that if you just follow the main path and kind of just do the you know the missions or rails that you see it will put uh-huh. you in this almost zen-like state of constant movement, progression, dopamine, um, to where it, it almost feels like I, I played nine and a half hours of this game on the mm-hmm. one day that I played it be- before I let you play it. Um, and 
it did not feel like nine and a half hours. It felt like I was playing for three hours because you are just in this like complete. It's like playing Tony Hawk without having to memorize the insane amounts of you know button presses and 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 mm-hmm. holds of the trigger stick. Um, you you are just constantly moving forward, jumping off, doing a doing a homing attack to get you to propel. And it's like the cool thing about it is that no matter how big, tall, or far something seems, it's always very quick to get back because Sonic is so fast in the open world. And it, it doesn't make it any less enjoyable if if you, like, fell off of this platform before reaching the end. Because not only does it, you know, not take that long to get back, but there's no, like, live system in this, like the old 3D Sonics, where you, you know, lose oh, yeah, a level at the no end and system. have, like, yeah. five lives. And you'll be like, well, I've got to do the whole level over again. It's never like that. Um, so it just, it's very much a natural and organic progression that you have as you go through the open zones. Um, the missions can range from like circle this candle or like you, you'd have like a set of five candles and you'd have to circle them in the order that some statues next to it would show. Um, some of them have you doing like a fall guys esque pixel painters mission where you can't Mm -hmm. step on a floor that's already turned dark. Um, there are mini bosses scattered throughout the world and some of them can get obnoxious. Some of them I would recommend holding off on until you've boosted Sonic's power or speed um in some cases um some of the mechanics for the mini bosses are a little not great um there's one in area two where you are um basically running around three giant rings and coloring it where the camera does start to get in the way of that boss and and turn an otherwise like simple fight into something a little more you know frustrating when when fireballs that the boss shoots out are, are, are circling around the ring but I think the 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 bright spots shine, you know, brighter than the than the few little blemishes here or there. Um, the cyberspace levels, while they do control differently, have been fantastic. And like I said, like Donkey Kong Country, they do have a central mechanic. So be they two D or three D, there always feels like there is a complete idea here. And if you're if you've played Forces, you'd know that this is kind of like what Forces seemed to want to do. But everything mm-hmm. just got cut off abruptly, like it was a fragment of a sentence. Boss fights. I will not spoil the boss fights, but these are the best boss fights I've ever played in a Sonic game. Actually, to me, these are better boss fights than Elden Ring. These actually might be the coolest Ooh, boss fights that's... I've ever played, and I'm saying that as a huge fan of Metal Gear Rising. At least that's... the first two bosses in this game are the highlight. The pure highlight. Everything Elden about Ring? them. Yes, Elden, these bosses in this game are incredible. Those are some like very big Elden words. Ring, Elden Ring has great bosses, amazing well, bosses, and so cinematic. But like these are just heart pounding fun in 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 this game. Not frustrating, but complete adrenaline rushes of pure fun. So like I, I know it's a I know it's it's like a wild thing to say like it better than Elden Ring on the boss front but like I mean they're amazing I don't want to hype it up too much but everybody everybody online that's saying oh people actually didn't overhype these bosses they're actually that good we'll, we'll see because I've what I, mean, I don't think I've been to a boss I've been to like no a, you fought a, a few mini bosses boss. you've got the yeah, tower one boss. coming up I haven't up. seen the big boss so I guess I haven't really seen them yet we'll see yeah they are like the crowning achievement in a game that I so far think is, you know, is really good. 
but like the bosses are so amazing and i'd like to hope that the the third fourth fifth whatever continues to be because honestly the second one was even better than the first (laughs) and you know me i hate the bosses in sonic games so for me to say that it's like (laughs) i don't think that's a sonic i think you just hate bosses in general yeah a lot of bosses as we've discussed way back in the day on the podcast a lot of times bosses you know you need to learn new mechanics that are trying to like come off of what you've done before in this Mm -hmm. it's different mechanics but they don't try to like make you adapt from old mechanics they just straight up say here's new mechanics they're very easy do the cool boss fight but other than that the second island has a lot more you know choice in where you can go but you should be able to play this game get through pretty all right just staying on the critical path and doing the grind rails and and side missions that you see um, because it's all based on like collecting hearts for Amy or something like that. And you can go talk to them, you get Chaos Emeralds, you beat mini bosses, you get gears, you go fight, you know, the cyberspace levels give you keys, you unlock things. You can break the game by fishing with Big the Cat. Even from the first world, you could probably max Sonic out or at least get close. There is one puzzle right before the first boss. One of the worst things I have ever seen in a game. It's a real bad puzzle. But so far, I think mm. that's like my one gripe with the game is that mirror puzzle. It, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, Sonic Frontiers. We're both playing it. That's all I got to say about it for, for this week. That's all I have to say about that. This next one's a little bit harder to talk about uh, since uh, you haven't one... played it yet. You're going to have to tiptoe so... I think out of I, all I am games very much going year, to... Yeah. You need to tread lightly and tiptoe around this game because I don't even... I don't even want to know what even happens in the beginning. That's like... Yes. I don't even so, want to know. I will preface this by saying I will not be spoiling the end of the first God of War. I will also not be spoiling a critical thing that happens in the middle of the first God of War. I will not mm-hmm. be spoiling anything that happens in the plot of this game. Um, I may say that, like, I wasn't expecting something, but I will never mm-hmm. say what it is until what both is? of us okay. can. So this conversation or short talk might seem a little more negative because I will be focusing on mechanics. But I, I love the game. I, I will preface this by saying that I love this game so far, but it does have some issues in in the gameplay department that could or could not change um i'm about 13 hours in doing all side quests so i'm about 30 percent into the game from what Mm -hmm. i've been reading i'm not gonna i i I don't even want to (laughs) say when the game takes place i'll let you i'll let you and listeners experience when it when it takes place for yourself we'll probably get to plot in a cup by the end of you know December I want to give something. it. I give it till the end of December because I want people to have that holiday experience of they might get at that holiday and start playing it. I don't want this because th- I think this game, no matter how you talk about it, is spoilers throughout. No matter what, you can't say yes. a single word. So it's like I said, it's this like one's a, a sh- from a the rip. Short. I cannot say anything about the plot yeah. because it is actually like real nuts. <laughs> so we'll just kind of tiptoe over the plot. I guess I can throw this question i enjoy the first one a lot what would this one so far be as like on par or better you can like say stuff like that like because then if you want to say it's on par people are excited okay at least it's good as the first one put it this way did you like the the gameplay 
of the first God of War. I did. I, I liked everything about the God of War 2000. Uh, was it 16? No, it was like what 2018? Yeah, 2018. I, I liked everything. Yeah, I liked everything about that God of War. Then you will like this one because okay, it that's is sure. essentially okay. the same. And I think that's kind of a worry that I had going into this. Confirmed. This is very much more of the same, at least from what I've done, aside from a few parts. And of those few parts, which I will not spoil, I Mm -hmm. am hesitant to say that it's not that those parts may not actually reach the highs of God of War 2018's gameplay. The parts that are different are actually, in my opinion, not quite as good mechanically. Story-wise, they do a very good job at propelling the story in in directions that, you know, 2018 wouldn't dare take our game Mm -hmm. in. Um, but we're, since we're not talking about plot today, I do have to say that it's a bit tiresome at points because the gameplay itself isn't any more mechanically interesting than it was towards the middle and end sections of God of War 2018. Now, again, this still could change, um, but you are still opening Nornir chests by hitting three symbols um, on a wall or something or lighting three things on fire um, you are still going through mostly linear sections and having combat that is mostly the same um, with your you know your leviathan axe and whatever other things you may have um, yeah. where you're you, you know accessibility is a cool thing in this game too because you can you know with the stiffness of having this over the shoulder camera i don't know if i felt like this in the in 2018 but in this one i felt an, an a special stiffness so there is like Lock on to nearest enemy without actually locking on. It's a cool mm-hmm. accessibility feature. Um, there's so many moves to do with your weapons that you really aren't going to be like using them all the time. There is like some serious like wind up times for attacks where you don't get iframes, so you're, you're you're having to space things out and you know move accordingly. Um, I I'm playing not on the on the story mode difficulty. I'm playing on easy after shrinking it down from normal. After I just figured, I don't feel like God of War playing on normal when everything is so spongy. But I do feel like God of War on the second lowest difficulty, where the enemies still have enough health to where. And I like this about this game. In a lot of games, they say easy mode. Enemies will die in a few hits. Not the case mm-hmm. with this. They'll still take a whole bunch of hits, so you can still see all the cool moves. You can still be cool Kratos um, without the 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 damage sponge enemies, you know, killing Kratos in, like, three yeah. hits. So I do like that. I, I would never... I don't think I'm going to bump it down to, to story difficulty until I'm doing, you know, trophy cleanup. I think I did the same thing with, like, the the makes sense and game on a, on god of war 2018 but you don't want something to feel like a chore yeah i don't want difficult i don't think difficulty should matter when you're trophy cleaning up i think if it's just like well i'm just gonna get this one portion done collect this so and so i don't want to be at, like ha- i guess it's sort of like hey once you beat the once you do get to the end game and you've beat it throughout the i guess so and so you you consider a good difficulty for you yeah. there's no need to be like oh i gotta beat the whole thing no i think it's just good to, to put down difficulty just clean up some trophies i would definitely do that more often i need to yeah. do that more often uh a, a negative for sure is that the armor system while they got rid of rarities is still like a huge deal like upgrading your armor mm-hmm. uh upgrading the axe um slotting in runic attacks and all that and it's still kind of cumbersome um, now they did get rid of rarities and 
I believe everything is viable from start to finish, so you don't have to change your armor as far as I can tell. I did use the um, DLC armor that the game came with for about 10 hours before finally saying, you know what, I'm going to change my armor up just because this one's going to start at a higher level, even though they'll both probably end up in the same place. Uh -huh. um, it's a little... You know, it, for me, I all like I play this game with like I need to look in this corner and see what kind of secrets are hidden because they're everywhere. But I'm just the type of person Ooh. that will go look down every hallway to try and find whatever I'm looking for um, to 100 percent an area. I can see definitely you having to explore more often because I remember I'm letting you know right now I beat the first God of War at a, such a small rate of health i'm i barely upgraded my health and i didn't realize yeah. that there's you can because you find the apples long. to upgrade your health yeah. in the nornir so, chests, and those are all puzzles i would definitely probably recommend anyone who's never played the first one or is playing this one uh to, if they had the same experience to just go around and just look around start searching just explore because i beat that first game surprisingly and i looked at my health i said i, I don't have a lot of like health in this game and then I look at other people's gameplay, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, I was just really bad at exploring. I didn't find all the health upgrades. Yeah. So, I guess to wrap up this, this brief introduction, there are a few areas reminiscent of Uncharted 4's, like, um, the part where you're in the, the, the kind of Jeep where you have not quite an open world, but you have an mm -hmm. open hub that's, like, a small place where you can go off and do a few different things. God of War 2018 kind of did this, but this one I feel like has a, a bit more of an open one in, in some spots. There are a few parts where this game... And this has nothing to do with the plot which and characters, which we'll talk about in the future when you've played it, which are all very good and interesting. But there are some gameplay sequences that not only overstayed their welcome, but overstayed their welcome longer than an hour after they mm -hmm. should have probably so like i am not to the point where things are kind of happening yet but there is a moment that i won't spoil that happened in the beginning that was so perfect and it's about <laughs> 30 minutes in and it's just like my god <laughs> it was it was like I play this game. The fact that something can be hyped as much as it was to end in this very, like, ah, I'm not even going to say, like, the way it you ends. Should, yeah, I, I want is, people is... to experience the moment, I think, of the game um, so far. So, yeah, God of War. I've got some issues with it. However, the story and writing is what I'm here for, and that so far is pitch perfect. So um, we can't get into that today, obviously, but we will soon. So... Triple A games. I think we're we're in a good spot for games right now, but I think it's time for some Pokemon Drip Gold and Silver. Oh, I forgot about this. I was just like, all right, what else we're we gonna talk about? Yeah, <laughs> we gotta I get this one this out of segment. the way real quick. I keep forgetting this is a segment. Yeah, um, this is our normal type gym leader, the third in Gold and Silver. This is Whitney from. We're doing the the new style from Heart Gold Soul mm -hmm. Silver for a normal type trainer. And just drip in general, I I do like this. I think different things clash, like the shoes match the shirt, the pants and undershirt match the socks. I think this is like pretty good. Also, I like her hair. I I actually do. Uh, I actually like it. I could say maybe the. I'm not. It's just a personal preference. I don't like the whole like wristband thing. I don't like unnecessary thing unless it's a watch. I don't really get the whole like having. Uh 
like just a bunch of stuff on your like wrist i don't understand yeah that. Like I said, unless it's a watch i don't get it but other than that that's probably maybe like the only negative i can really point out but that's just personal preference it's not really like oh that's like i don't really see a, an issue with anything about like the outfit i yeah. think the hair is i think fine. it's perfectly well, fine this is but then you normal. go like is it drip is it drip? or is it just perfectly fine that's I think the it's question perfectly this time. fine i don't think it's drip i think drip would be something else i think this is perfectly fine there is i would say this is a some drip this is like it's getting there i think if a yeah. little bit more things were added to the whole outfit it would be like okay this is drip. i would say this is entering sort of like you add a little bit more you got you, you got drip you know what i mean yeah man so whitney was always annoying for having this milk tank which was like the bane of people's existence having so much health so early on in the game so this is like she's a roadblock for people sometimes who okay. play gold and silver. That smile <laughs> says like I guess the roadblock that smile says different. I don't know. It just seems friendly. Yeah, she's like, I look friendly, but man, is your Pokemon journey gonna be over if you're not ready <laughs> for this tank of HP? Um, three and a half Badoofs out of five for me. I would give it. Yeah, I I think it's a good three and a half. She's she's got better drip, I guess, than Faulkner and Bugsy. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, we got a few quick news stories to end this um, week's episode on. Now, Game Award nominations did come out, and we could kind of get into a few of those um, mm-hmm. probably next week, but we will touch on uh, uh, like one or two of the big ones. Um, first little news story here is that Ubisoft uh, posted, um, like right after we recorded last week, um, some information on the Prince of Persia Sands of Time right. remake, the long-delayed. So they say it's not canceled. Okay, I was going to say, you better not tell me it's canceled. I'm about to just flip. No, I'm they say flip. it's not canceled. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it's but? Ubisoft Montreal that's doing it now. But there's no current plans to remake any other uh, of the series games. Um, no release date. And obviously no pre-orders since there's no release date. Um, but um, it sounds like this could be the only one, maybe because of the development team change, something like that. Um, good to know that it's not canceled, because I know you're looking forward to this, but I, it does have to be said that it has been quite the mess I getting to this point. I will say, from, a, a, from standing from a fan's uh, perspective, I'm a big Prince Persia fan. That's like, I'm letting you know, like it's, I've always said, it's one of my favorite franchises. The Sands of Time deserves a remake, and I think if that's the only one, it's the best one. Yeah. I do agree that maybe, like, uh, the Two Thrones and, like, the Forgotten Sands deserve a remake or, you know, re-release. I think War Within was sort of a, a weird one. I can see them not trying to go back and remaster that one. If they just kind of overglance it and just kind of, if they remake Two Thrones, it just kind of make like a evil dead like two way in that how that movie was made where like they sort of like said the first movie in a quick rapid succession to like tie it all up with the second one so it's like sort of a remake now you know i I can see that but as as a fan i would prefer the whole quadrilogy to be made you know like all like sure hd why not but i think as a consumer and as like which one should we go for it's the best one to do kind of bummed that obviously there's no release date it kind of seems like this is a back burner project and i really hope that's not the case hopefully they actually have some passion into this project because that first game you know prince of Persia is a passion project that game was made by someone who was passionate about it and from what prince of persia shows 
with enough passion and a, and enough basically with enough passion you can make a great game that original prince of persia game you can probably run that on a calculator but so much passion went into it it's a great game mm-hmm. so i hope that's their mentality going into this remake that it's not just a back burner oh we'll get i want some passion and people who actually care for this franchise to go into it i feel like as two people who have played more than their fair share of games we can kind of tell when passion was put into something and when it was kind of like not like you Mm -hmm. you play a game you can see like sometimes (sighs) oh this is definitely soulless or something like that not not that i have any examples off the top of my head I would say the the definitive edition for the GTA trilogy. Oh, that sure, was a soulless sure. cash grab. There was no sure. passion put into that. Yes, that's for <laughs> sure. That's definitely like the most recent example I think we could probably yeah, that's bring up for like something people, that's like widely played. Yeah, like Red Dead Redemption Two, passion. You can tell there's passion from people who made it. Definitive edition, no. There there's was, even there games was like, that we don't like that you can tell a lot of passion was put into. Yeah. So from from yeah from a fan perspective, I get it. Like that that, that yeah, that's a bummer. But from a consumer and just like as a team, it's the best option to do. And like I said, hopefully there's just end of it. There's passion. That's all I want from it. It's just a, a good remake. So one last thing we have for this week, and we will likely come back to this exact. Um, topic next week on on the game of the year nominations along with some other ones but just to end this podcast mm-hmm. off um this week game of the year nominations for game awards are out so last year was it takes two actually a very surprising but i guess which deserved that was win. a surprising win yeah i'm yeah very I, i've not i've not played it takes two but you never know what i might play in the future people this seem year. to enjoy it everyone who i feel like i've everyone i feel like who i've seen play it like from influencers they seem to really enjoy like actually this is a really like very well done game yeah yeah and who knows at some point it might come to like ps plus or something or maybe it'll show up on premium or whatever but i I feel like i will play that game at some point but this year the nominations not too surprising plague tale requiem i'm actually Mm -hmm. kind of surprised because i feel like that one's been a little more mixed than than um the first one elden ring god of war ragnarok not surprised Horizon Forbidden West, which honestly, I'm a little surprised. Yeah, it's like interesting. That's an interesting one. Get this, Stray. I did see Stray. I'm not gonna lie, I did see Stray. Which I wouldn't mind if Stray won. Actually, <laughs> Stray was really good. Very short game, but it's a very good game. Passionate game. That's the one where you say there's some passion into this. Yeah, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three actually. Interesting. So and and. Just looking, thinking about God of War, there's a few times where I thought, are they going to take a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 direction with some of these things? But I'm, I'm going to make a bold statement here, and who knows where I'll be after playing more God of War this week, but I don't think God of War Ragnarok is going to be Elden Ring for game. I mean, I Ga- think Elden God of War it. won the 2018 yeah. award. So we have basically a returning uh, champion going against people who are trying to take their belt. Can God of War succeed in you know taking back the belt is like we were you know we're two and two we're if we yeah. make somehow another remake of the first one we're gonna be like three like we'll see but hopefully if i had to put money on it as a phrase i'm not actually putting money on this this is just a, a metaphor i would i would i think god of war is probably gonna win see the reason i think elden ring and again this might change in a week but right now, I think Elden Ring takes it over God of War specifically because it did something so completely different from everything we've ever played 
and it actually stuck the landing. Whereas God of War Ragnarok in the gameplay department is playing it safe. Now, if this is story, we can already give this to, you have to, to Ragnarok. Add everything. I don't think gameplay alone can justify yeah. game of the year. I think they have to add multiple things. But Elden Ring doesn't like have a bad plot or anything. But it's not God of War Ragnarok level plot. Where it where it really shines is being like a phenomenal video game where all of these new ideas gel together so well. It's going to be interesting to kind of see the discourse leading up to Game Awards, but it's going mm-hmm. to be the most interesting battle between... Like, there's six games on here. We know which two are going to be fighting for Game of the Year mm-hmm. at this point. Like, Stray and God I'm, of War. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> care if Stray won. I love Stray. If Stray beat Elden Ring for Game of the Year, that I'd would, be like, I, yes, I will let's eat, go. I will eat two hats. If Stray wins Game <laughs> of the Award, mark my words, I will eat two hats. Two of them? I will eat two whole Just hats. Just don't eat the no, G4 I'll, hat. I won't eat that one. I'll eat, I'll eat the Forrest Gump hat. I don't know. I'll eat one hat. See, you can't eat the Forrest Gump hat. <laughs> All right, so those two are off. All right, well, I'll eat two. The, nevertheless, I'll eat two hats. But um, it's it's going to be interesting to say the least. Now we'll come back to this for a, a bigger discussion. I think next week, along with some of the other categories. But for right now, Robert, say we handled an episode. That should wrap up what we probably feel about this week. Yeah. All right. So we've we've both been running some of these holiday AAA games. As usual, guys, we want to thank you so much for listening. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Please leave a five star review uh download an episode subscribe all that good stuff um we're also on google podcasts and spotify and for right now i think next week we'll i'll I'll probably bring up pokemon yeah pokemon uh but for right now robert i i feel like i got a quote an inspirational quote from a video game character coming to me could i please before we sign off yeah you can go for it okay i i think i got this right you know, Ellie, we really are the Godzilla domination. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Later.